In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I have preached several sermons of the last week alone, decrying the evils of our time, and especially the evils that we find within these very shores. I do not wish to do so today. To some degree, I take my cue even from the President of the United States himself, who gave a stirring speech yesterday before Mount Rushmore, declaring that that monument will never be torn down, and that indeed the desecration of all statues in this country must immediately cease, that we must reclaim our American heritage and extol our heroes. To that end, the President has declared that there will soon be a garden of American heroes erected in this country. For he wished in this speech only to emphasize the positive things about our nation, and so that is why especially, it seems, he wished to unveil this project. We as Catholics can remark that the list of heroes to be included in this garden includes some illustrious Catholic ones, most especially St. Junipero Serra, whose statue was just desecrated on the West Coast, and the great Christopher Columbus. Of course, it comes as no surprise to us that this garden will include many other persons who have never been called saints and never will be. We are reminded today, however, that the Church has never instructed us as Catholic Americans to condemn all of our fellow Americans who simply were not Catholic. The great Pope Leo XIII reminded Americans over a hundred years ago that so many of our countrymen are separated from us and the true faith by inheritance more than by deliberate choice. That therefore we should extend to them all a hand of friendship. Nor should we shrink ever from praising the good things that they have done and the good things that many of our non-Catholic Americans have said throughout the generations. Leo XIII himself singled out for special mention our first president, George Washington. Without commenting on the stories, never fully proven as far as I know, 
that he converted to the Catholic faith on his deathbed, the Holy Pope nevertheless does not hesitate to praise our first president for his great friendship with the American Catholic hierarchy and for establishing the precedent of the liberty of the Catholic Church in these United States. It was at the beginning a most imperfect liberty, although the president was not necessarily to be blamed for that. Catholics today, if we wish to be resentful, might well be among those protesting the faults of this nation. For we belong to a nation where originally the right to vote and to hold public office was denied to Catholics in almost all of the former colonies. Catholics chose a different path. Rather than resenting, protesting against their nation, they sought to work within it and obtain their liberty, their full citizenship, and contribute to the richness of this new nation. If we consider a figure such as Columbus, also highly praised by that Pope Leo XIII, here our tone becomes slightly different. There is no question, even if he is never named a saint, there is no question that Christopher Columbus should be counted among the faithful departed. We can certainly pray for his soul and indeed justly hope that he is already in heavenly glory. Leo XIII singles him out for praise among the explorers of the New World, not just because he was the first to arrive, but especially because Christopher Columbus, unlike certain other explorers, was animated especially by a desire to bring the gospel to those who had never heard it. We can rejoice then, whatever our final opinion may be about such a garden of heroes, that Christopher Columbus would find his statue within it. On the preliminary list, however, of statues to be placed in this garden, there is one name which I noticed is missing. I don't know if it will ever be placed there. I am not too worried about the question because there was never my idea at all. The statue of this person, I do not particularly wish to be placed in a garden of heroes. Rather, the person I have in mind would, if my prayers are answered and the prayers of so many others, find her place within a church as a canonized saint. On this 4th of July, which is this year also the first Saturday of the month, after having placed ourselves before the royal heart of our Savior, after having approached with confidence 
the throne of grace, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I ask you, my fellow Americans, is there someone we have forgotten? Someone whose patronage, patronage we must at long last invoke. In this, our country's darkest hour. Orphaned as we are, so it seems, of all just government, and even in so many cases of faithful Catholic hierarchy, the time has come to cry out for help to the godmother of America, that valiant woman adorned with virtues, firm in faith, most just in rule, and zealous for souls. The time has come to pray to the holy servant of God, Isabella. It was Her Most Catholic Majesty Isabella of Spain who, inspired by the project of Columbus, first dreamed what we as Catholics must call the true American dream. What is that true American dream which burned in the heart of Isabella, if not the very words of our Lord in his priestly prayer before his passion. Other sheep I have who are not of this fold, them too I must bring in so that there may be but one flock and one shepherd. This has from the beginning been the American dream, which Isabella wisely saw after Columbus's project had been rejected by so many other monarchs. When she heard him propose that by this voyage of his, countless nations, innumerable peoples heading to destruction would be brought to the light of the gospel this Holy Queen, who had labored so hard for the triumph of the faith in her own country, could dream only of taking these countless souls under her care as queen and mother. You might ask me, what do I hope to obtain in praying to this servant of God? For indeed we may pray for her intercession and in so doing pray for her canonization. As Catholics, we should all recognize that she is our godmother. But what do we hope to obtain in invoking her intercession. Do we pray for the establishment of a Catholic monarchy here in the New World? 
I would not hesitate to express my approval of such an outcome, but I do not know when or if that may come. It may well be that the nation-state's 300-year history is coming to a close. And if so, there is no reason why, as Catholics, we should not hope for something better for these lands. Nevertheless, regardless what may become of our government and our nation, as dark as it seems right now, as our government becomes more and more monolithic and infringes on our liberties in new ways every day, it seems, we can with confidence appeal to our godmother that the true American dream may be restored, that regardless of the government we may have in this country, which, like all governments, is here today and gone tomorrow, the divine constitution of the Church will triumph in this nation, and that all our fellow Americans may realize that great dream of embracing the gospel of Jesus Christ, receiving the sacraments, and coming to a holy death to be united forever with all nations of the Christ in heaven forever and ever. Holy Servant of God, Isabella Catolica, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.